cliffcentral.com. All right, so let's talk to Reno De Beer. I actually wanted to have Reno on my TV show, and we had such huge technical difficulties just getting to hear each other that I said to him eventually, listen, dude, let's just talk on the, on the radio show because you've got important work that you guys are doing. The Liberty Fighters Network is the, is the organization uh, to which Reno belongs and is president, and uh, you are the guy behind the court victory which had the entire country talking. It uh, took the state on over COVID-19 regulations, and uh, the judge found them unconstitutional and actually handed victory to the Liberty Fighters Network. So, first of all, Reno, welcome. And, and where are we in terms of the law at the moment? Um, thank you very much, uh, Gareth. Sure. Um, where we are currently is that uh, we are now uh, stuck in the Supreme Court of Appeal mm-hmm. uh, with this whole matter. Um, luckily, we have... Um, utilized a very uh, special weapon. Um, it's called the Section 18.3 application, which basically means that we have lodged uh, a special application in the High Court, again, before the same judge who granted the original order, mm-hmm. to request permission that the order that was made on the 2nd of June must, be, uh, must uh, come into operation immediately pending the appeal. So we just simply wait for the uh, for just, uh, justice. Have you, have you guys got a date for the Supreme Court of Appeal? Um, we waiting for justice because Davis sure, because the, surely these things are urgent. So you know we're we're under lockdown at the moment. The whole purpose of your, of your application was to get urgency, and and surely the SCA true. need to prioritize this and and put it on the roll immediately. Oh, definitely. Um, but sadly, the uh, yes, we we are, we are waiting for uh, Justice Davis to. Uh, provide us with a call date for this new application that mm-hmm. we uh, we have in front of him. But uh, unfortunately, the Supreme Court of Appeal rules um, doesn't make provision for urgency. Hmm. Um, the state literally has got three months oh to, to, to to prepare their, their documentation. Well, so this application that we've got is the only chance that we have got now to get rid of this lockdown. And um, so we, we're putting all our efforts. Uh, Reino, I, I think that you've got a lot of sympathy from people in South Africa because we all have been sitting under level three for God knows how long now. It's almost three months. And there seems to be no end in sight. Governments are, are really not in a hurry to, to move us on to level two. Nkwasa um, Sanat Laminizuma is fighting with you guys about this. She's obviously appealed, and that's why it's gone to the SCA. But do the are there grounds? I mean, she says that you have no right to challenge the authority of the NCCC under the National uh, Disaster Act or whatever it is. Does she have grounds to argue with a judge's decision that this is unconstitutional? Well, surely she believes uh, that, that she has got that right. But um, all the uh, everything is 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 going against the rationality of these regulations. Mm. Um, it, it's it's totally it does not make sense. Um, uh, what the judge have identified and uh, on the hearing on the uh, the the that was way back in the 28th of May, um, the judge asked a couple of questions to the advocate for for Dlamini uh, Zuma and. Um, he couldn't answer any one of those. One of those questions were, um, for example, that you you, uh, you may not go and visit your grand grandfather on his deathbed, mm. but when he dies, uh, fifty people may go to his funeral. Right. So, 
he, he, he couldn't answer anything. Then he had the, 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 uh, uh, the, 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 the other question to say that you may take your children to a, a park, but you may not drive there. So what's the rationality? Now we've we even got the situation whereby uh, a minibus taxi can uh, can be uh, fully occupied mm-hmm. uh, with 100% capacity uh, going uh, on, a, on a trip for two, 200 kilometers to a funeral. But at the funeral, there may, may only be 50 people with social distancing between yeah. them. Look, I mean, I think, I think all of these things make no sense at all. And, and in fact, on the show that you were meant to be on, I think Dalim Pofu said very unequivocally that he thinks that they're rubbish. He's obviously the former chairperson of the EFF, and they've actually been people who've been at the forefront of trying to fight for lockdown to continue longer. He himself said these things are capricious and absurd. And there are many people in South Africa who look at a number of these regulations and go, look, if you're really trying to protect us, then explain this, explain that. And they don't have an explanation. Having said that, I want to be devil's advocate for a second. We are trying to keep people safe. We are trying to keep people healthy. Everybody now knows someone who has COVID or someone who has been very ill. And government can't do nothing, Reno. So surely you're a little sympathetic to the fact that perhaps the NCCC does have some authority to make regulations that change the lives of South Africans hopefully in a positive way, that we can spread less of this disease. I mean, you're not saying that the government has no authority and that government shouldn't be doing what governments all over the world have tried to do by protecting people. You're just saying some of these laws make no sense. We have to get rid of the regulations which are making people's lives untenable. Uh, That's uh, 100% correct. Um, What we have identified in court, uh, what was arguing, is that um, we are sitting here with a uh, suspected disease that were only um, uh, discovered or named on the 11th of February. Mm-hmm. So we, we've argued and said that there's a possibility that this disease could have been with us for many years already. So we are not busy with a, a rate of infection, but actually a rate of detection, which are two different uh, phrases. That, and and it, it, I've seen this a nice video on on YouTube now the other day where uh, uh, this guy was um, wearing or uh, carrying a, a bucket full of marbles or something and he and he uh, dropped it and he was trying to get everything um, together and that is actually what we we are sitting with now this uh, coronavirus has gone gone out of control at this stage. Yeah. Everyone will have coronavirus or this uh, dreadful, uh, hopefully not the disease, but the virus itself at some point or right. already had it and they don't even know. Yes. So, um, and, and, and um, we are sitting with um, uh, international statistics that there's a 99.8% on this. Right. And so trying to, and, and what we've said in court, uh, the, the, the dying argument is that we are sitting with a 2018 statistics, true factual statistics, 301,000 people got TB. 63,000 people died that same year because of TB. Now, how do you justify comparing uh, TB 
with uh, something like COVID-19 at this stage, it does not make sense. And yeah, uh, in, look, uh, yeah. you, you don't have to convince all of us. I think we're mostly on yeah. your side on this because we all crave our liberties being returned to us. But we, we are aware, and, and again, I'm just bringing in the alternative argument here because we can't seem to be uh, hell for leather about the one side without taking due consideration for the fact that people are concerned for their health. Pumi, you want to ask something? Yeah, you, you know, I mean, I, I think that the various regulations have been ventilated. And for me, I think if we were to be solutions-based, what does a win look like for you? What do you want to see mm. in, our, in our society, in our community, for you to feel satisfied that on the one hand, the government has taken enough and due precaution, and on the other hand, that people um, have what you call liberty? Well, uh, we are, uh, what we believe is that um, we should treat this disease. Um, let me just go back. Um, the Pakistani Supreme Court um, ruled during May that uh, they do acknowledge that um, there is a disease, but that disease should not take preference above any others that there, there are in Pakistan, uh, HIV, tuberculosis, etc., etc. And that is why the Pakistani Supreme Court um, stopped their lockdown then. Mm. Um, and, and, and that is why we should also have the same approach to say that we cannot, we, we, we've uh, submitted a, a well-known um, report by, by Panda um, where it indicates that for each one life that the government is trying to preserve at this stage, there are actually 30 lives that are taken by this lockdown itself. Mm. And, and those are factual scientific um, calculations that were made. So um, I don't think that the, uh, the, the means justify the ends at this stage. Um, and, and, and the judge also said that specifically you know, in his death. I'm, I'm quite amused by the fact that it, it has to be NGOs like you guys that are brave enough to take the government on here. We don't see any bravery from the corporations. Suddenly, we're starting to see a little bit of action from, from tobacco and from liquor, which I, comm I commend them for because th this has ruined their businesses. I don't see very much from the banks, but then the banks are mostly craven, and they will do whatever they can to preserve their relationships with government. I don't see a lot of individuals in society who are powerful enough to take court action like you guys have. And as much as there may be people who disagree with you, I think part of living in a free society is that organizations like yours need to be able to hold the government responsible. Most of us are just taking footstools, whatever the government give us as rules, and, and adapting our lives accordingly, even if it's to our detriment. People are losing jobs. People can't send their kids to school. People can't make, make uh, you know, provisions for their own parents or their own grandparents. You can't go to a funeral. If, you, if you're more than 50 people, some people have died alone in hospital. These have been very, very difficult times for a lot of people. And I just have to say, Reno, as much as you get a lot of heat from people who seem to be towing the government line on this, it is to me a matter of some pride that we have NGOs in this country like you guys. I've never heard of you before, this court case. And the fact that you've gone out there and you've taken on the might of government is commendable. Am I wrong? I mean, this is great. Pumi, we live in a free country. Uh, I think it's terrific. 
I, I do, uh, however, want to, to come back and say, Reno, I, I don't believe you fully answered my question. So you told me about what happened in Pakistan. Yeah. My question is, what would you like to see here? Yeah, what's the, what is best, for what's you? the best case scenario is, for you? What, what is it for you that you want to see happen here? So I understand well, what happened in Pakistan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. No, but uh, the same principle applies in South Africa as well. We, we've gotten used to very serious diseases like HIV AIDS. Uh, people who, uh, uh, who has got, uh, have got, um, the HIV AIDS, they already know that they need to, to protect themselves from getting other diseases. Mm. Um, so we, we should be responsible uh, citizens that the moment when you feel sick, Isolate yourself, go back home, uh, stay in bed for a couple of days before you go out again. Um, we've actually did that before. Um, it, it's not that we are, uh, have been, uh, we haven't been trained of um, trying to prevent other diseases from being spread. Um, I, I think um, the government has treated us like children, um, with especially... Um, Yes, sorry. You, you want to yeah, I just, I just want to ask a question. We were speaking earlier about consent and um, the HIV incident, right, that, that we speak about also has a high level of consent. So in order for me to get infected with HIV, there's a, a consensual transaction that needs to happen between myself and the next person because it involves an incredibly intimate experience. However, with this situation, there is no consensual um, exposure for it. We have seen incidences right now, even with the lockdown, even with all of the regulations in place, where an individual who has been tested, who is waiting for their results, and which then come back positive, has gone on to be in a classroom with students, has gone on to be in the workplace with, even though they knew at that time, they have not given any of the people that they have exposed, the opportunity to consent, that's, that's, that's problematic. So HIV, you, you have to consent. I have to have sex with you before you infect me. Yeah, but yes, just being no, in the same no, space with no, me no, you, doesn't you allow me the opportunity to consent. Mm. Yes, but, uh, but let's go back to, so let's we know by HIV. now, we know by now that COVID-19 has got similar symptoms uh, and effects like the normal flu. Yeah. Uh, we've been living with flu for all our lives. Uh, we, we always know that you've got a risk, uh, especially during winter time to be infected with the influenza. So, um, we, 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 we came to accept that. And what has happened with, uh, for example, swine flu, that was a crisis earlier, earlier this, uh, this past decade. Um, it, it has become part of our lives now. Um, it, it, and, and similarly, the, the, the COVID-19 will become part of our lives eventually. Um, we will get uh, treatment for that proper treatment. We will most probably get a vaccine if everything yeah, works out. I, I just want to jump um, in here so, because, because I also think that we must remember what the purpose of lockdown was, what we agreed to in our social compact that the president keeps going on about. We agreed that we would all go into lockdown in order to help make sure that the, the health service was ready to accommodate us. And we did, we did not agree that we would go into an interminable lockdown 
so that we could try and prevent person-to-person transmission. That was never the goal. We know that this thing is extremely virulent, and as Pumi says, it doesn't require consent. It just spreads in the air some of the time. So you can choose to stay at home and lock down and sacrifice everything in your life if you, if you do prioritize your health, but also you should have the right to decide that you want to go out and open your business. And it's not government. Government's not going to protect you from a disease. They've never managed to do that in the history of humanity. So I think it's important here that we have these challenges brought. And, and again, I'm going to reiterate, I think that it's great that you had the courage to take on the minister and the NCCC. They obviously do not like that at all. And, and while I am sympathetic to them trying to do what governments all over the world have tried to do, Governments cannot prevent a disease from spreading. All we can do is do what, we, what we've already tried to do by readying the healthcare system, by making sure that there are facilities available for those who are very ill, and, and then take our chances with this disease because it's not going away, and we don't have a vaccine. And even, yes. if, we, even if we do develop a vaccine, it's going to be a year away. 100% correct. And uh, very importantly that we have also mentioned in our court case is that um, the, the government did have the option of uh, going for the International Health Regulations Act of 1974. And if we have opted to include the World Health Organization, mm-hmm. uh, strangely enough, that those regulations gave South Africa time, all, all uh, party states, mm-hmm. uh, state parties, um, time until 2010 to come up with uh, with uh, putting in place everything that they need for any disease to be handled. So it means that our government has physically defied international law by not having uh, um, um, made ourselves ready by 2010 already for, for yeah. a disease that, that could have been expected. So now at 199, they woke up on the 15th of March and suddenly they wanted to get everything in place. But now it's four months into lockdown already. Yeah. Um, people are busy dying of starvation. Mm. People can't, uh, can't properly operate. Even if businesses are open, they don't have clients because they are too scared to come yeah. out. Uh, and, and not scared as such of the disease. They are scared of being arrested for maybe contravening one of these regulations. That is the problem we are sitting with. People have a more fear at this stage of being arrested than actually having a fear of contracting any disease at this stage. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if you can make a blanket statement like that. Who are these people that are more afraid of being arrested? But I have, I, I've just been skimming through the Judge Davis's judgment, and I, I it, because we're having the conversation, Rena, if you could just explain to me because I see that it's not the entire uh, lockdown that Judge Davis has uh, ruled against, but aspects of it. Can you talk me through which aspects it is that, that Judge Davis actually had a problem with? Okay. Um, the aspects were, um, they, he, um, he had a blanket. On the 2nd of June, he basically had a blanket invalidity of these lockdown regulations to say that it does not make any sense. Mm-hmm. So um, he said that government has got 14 business days to rectify everything, to bring it in line with the constitution, and then come back to court and report back to court on what they have done. So they have opted five days in that period to lodge an appeal. But uh, the violations that he excluded was 
uh, were actually regulations that were obvious uh, human rights abuses, uh, like, for instance, the right to have business, um, the right to movement, um, the, 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 the right of having gatherings and protests, um, the right to, uh, to, to even um, uh, the, um, the uh, criminalization of, of these regulations. He also found to be unconstitutional uh, that people are criminally pro- prosecuted for contravening these lockdown regulations that he was obviously of the view that that was an obvious um, uh, um, uh, unconstitutionality. So th- those were the things that he excluded, the obvious ones. The the ones that basically included is um, the, the the way uh, the, the the contact um, COVID nineteen contact management is handled and the basics around that. Um, those were actually the ones that's included in the appeal. But all the others, um, how I explain it is that if you open the Bill of Rights in the Constitution and you um, you close your eyes and you, you pinpoint uh, with a finger somewhere in, in the Bill of Rights, those rights that you are pinpointing to, those are actually the ones that were excluded right. from um, from 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 uh, from the appeal. Um, I right. just want to. So when when does this um, when does this new application go to Judge Davis? Uh, we are waiting for his directives. Okay. Uh, we've um, sent a letter to the state Adv- uh, state attorney's office last night, mm-hmm. uh, giving them time until Wednesday to file their answering affidavit. Uh, otherwise, on Thursday we will definitely um, approach the office of the judge. To, uh, to request that the matter proceed in default. Um, the the uh, government already had uh, now today's 13 days to have filed the answering affidavit and they have not done so. Um, so we are saying that they are actually wasting time. Then. Well, all I can say is, um, you know, Again, civil society have to have a mouthpiece. You guys have stepped up to the plate, which I commend you for. I, I, I hope that we have some kind of clarity because we cannot stay in limbo forever. And I think that governments are slowly starting to lose more and more public support as this lockdown just interminably rolls on with no seeming uh, exit plan, exit strategy from their side. So um, very good to ha- have you on the show this morning. And, Reina, we'll talk again soon, I'm sure. In the meantime, look after yourself. Thank you very much. Okay. Have a nice cool. day. There we go. There's Reno De Beer from the Liberty Fighters Network. Cliffcentral.com.